Hi, I'm Brittany Hoffman. Welcome to Shifting Ears. This is the Valley Metro internal podcast talking all things transit, transportation, and everything you need to know about the agency behind the scenes and some upfront stuff you might not know about. Juliana, welcome back to another episode. We're so glad that you're joining us all the time now. Happy to be here. I'm excited for this podcast and the next couple upcoming because in our last episode, we were able to talk to our chief of staff, Melissa Boyles, and we're continuing on the leadership trend for this episode and future ones. Yeah, Brittany, a lot has happened in the past year since our CEO, Jessica Mufford Miller, came on board. She came in with a vision for Valley Metro, and we wanted to check in with her to see how her vision is taking shape. I'm Jessica Mefford Miller, and I'm our CEO here at Valley Metro. So as your first year as CEO, what is one memorable moment you've had so far? Oh, gosh, we have accomplished so much. I've been here a year and a half by now, actually. But I would say early in my tenure, we opened Streetcar back on May 20th of 2022. Big, exciting event. But after we opened Streetcar, I was out volunteering like so many of us were, assisting our customers with learning our new service. And I remember I was out one day, it was a weekend, a Saturday or a Sunday, and I encountered a young boy. I remember his name was Adam. He was nine years old, same age as my youngest daughters are. And he was riding with his mom and his grandma, and he might be Valley Metro's biggest fan ever. He was so excited to ride streetcar. And I chatted with mom and grandma for a long time. And the family was in the midst of a difficult time in their lives. But they came out as an event to ride streetcar. He knew so much about our system. He knows all of the bus routes. He uses the app as if it's his favorite game. The family relies on Valley Metro for all of their trip purposes. And that just made my heart so happy to meet this family and understand how they experience Valley Metro. It not only gives them the freedom of mobility, but it also gave this little guy such delight and excitement. You know, we do some pretty cool things and Streetcar and the opening of that new service for Tempe was a big deal. And so I would say that's a big moment. I love the projects and the services we deliver, but more than that, I love understanding the great experiences that our customers have. Well, and it's definitely important to start them young. So, I mean, the earlier they get using our system, the more likely they are to continue riding. So it's great to hear that Adam at nine years old is riding and ready to continue going. Absolutely. So what accomplishment are you most proud of since joining Valley Metro? Boy, we've gotten a lot done in that first year. It goes by really fast and we've got the obligation to continue our capital projects, constantly designing building and continue our day-to-day operations. But I think in that first year, part of my focus and part of the directive that I received from our boards coming in was to engage with the member cities and shift our responsiveness to them. We had a lot of discord with some of our cities when I got here. I don't think I fully realized that before I arrived, but I sure did once I landed here in Phoenix. And we have been able to shift those relationships. We have 
either changed or in the process of changing all of our operations and maintenance contracts and the performance of our service has improved tremendously with leadership of the board and support of our member cities. We were able to increase wage rates for our contractors. And when I first got here, we were missing sometimes 10, 11% of revenue service each day on our bus, barely making it on light rail and then on streetcar once we actually opened. And we have been able to shift that. And I'm pleased to say that today we're missing less than 1% of service. We're almost there. So I think getting our contracts in order and our operations in order and strengthening those relationships with their cities, which really first begins with listening to what their concerns are and what their aspirations are, and then responding. Yeah, I don't think people realize just how much collaboration it takes to deploy transit and just seeing you talking to our board members and how you relate to them, how you listen to them, how you address their concerns. It's pretty cool to see. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, it's an interesting patchwork of how we actually provide mobility in Phoenix and then our governance structure. I really, when I first got here, kind of had to map it out for myself so I understood who was on first with each different item and what the member cities are. I've got it down now, but it was daunting at first. That's a really good segue into the next question. So what has surprised you most since you started your role with the agency? So before I arrived, I was really taken aback at the notion of reporting to two boards with 19 members, all of them elected officials. And I wondered how on earth this would be a productive system. And when I got here, I was so surprised in the most positive of ways at the cooperation and the collaboration that we have between communities across the valley. This very different from the environment where I came from, but here I see our member cities cooperating with one another, not competing with one another. And I also see such a great deal of interest and appetite for transit from our member cities. That includes our residents, our elected officials, and the city staffers with whom we work every single day to plan and deliver service across the valley. So it's that civic engagement in transit that what I thought at first could be difficult to manage is instead such a powerful force. Most definitely. I think I came five years ago and said, we have to answer to how many cities? But to your point, they all work together mm -hmm. to better the region because they know at the end of the day, that's really what we're aiming for is a regional transit system, not city by city. And so I think you've done a great job of, again, strengthening those relationships that we've had over the past year. Besides Prop 400, what are you looking forward to in 2024? Oh, it's got to be the opening of the Northwest Phase 2 extension, which is going to happen in early 2024. You know, we are at a moment now where we are at a stage called substantial completion on Northwest. That means most of the construction work is done. We still have work to do. We're out there putting the finishing touches, especially on the systems and the electrical components. But now we're working with the communities to get ready for this opening and to celebrate that. So the getting ready and hopefully some of those public facing events might even begin at the end of 2023. But the actual service and the opening is going to be how we kick off our 2024 here at Valley Metro. And what a way to start the year. That's how I feel. We're hitting the ground running with Northwest and planning the opening celebration and everything in between. And it's super exciting to be a part of. 
Absolutely. For, for all of us, for all of mm -hmm. us. And I look forward to events and opportunities where our team members can come out and bring your families too. I tell my kids every time we pass I-17 and Metro Center that they'll get to come see that soon when we open or before we open. And they're excited. So Prop 400 extension, what do we need to know and how can employees get involved? So I think the thing we need to know most is what is that enabling legislation? What does Prop 400 mean for us? And the enabling legislation, which was delivered through Senate Bill 1102 and was passed by the House of the Senate and signed by the governor, means this is a bill that we can take to voters of Maricopa County and give them the opportunity to decide whether to continue investing in our regional transportation system. And the way we invest in transportation through our regional sales tax in Maricopa County, through our current Prop 400 and then Proposition 300 before that, it's a multimodal transportation program. It is about 20% highways and freeways, 37% transit, and then the balance for arterial roads. The thing I love about that is it is a comprehensive transportation system, not a highway system, not a transit system, but a comprehensive transportation system that delivers infrastructure and mobility services to communities that really meets their needs and where they are at that particular stage of development and point in time. It is essential that when this measure is presented to voters in November of 2024, that it pass. The current half-cent transportation sales tax is set to sunset in December of 2025. And this is really a renewal. It's not a new tax. It's a renewal of that tax. And so I think that's a really important piece for people to consider. You know, I have heard from our legislators comments like we're experiencing record inflation. Now is not the time for a new tax. And this isn't a new tax. This is continuing what we have. We are the fastest growing county in the United States. And now is not the time to cease our investment in our transportation system. We've got to lean into that growth. We've got to prepare for the future and deliver meaningful, sustainable mobility. Now for our team, here's what that means and how you can get involved. The first thing that I want every one of our team members to do is do a great job every day. Deliver a service that sells itself. And by making a positive impact on the community, you are directly contributing to the success of that ballot initiative. That's important to remember. Valley Metro has a strong reputation. Recent polling suggested that over 60% of likely voters finds that Valley Metro is a trustworthy messenger. That means a lot. That's a lot more than a political candidate is typically going to get. Anytime you're north of 50%, that's a really good thing. Then as private citizens, it's also important to arm yourselves with information. And we've been pushing out some of this information. We had a town hall the first week in August sharing this content with our employees about the importance of transit, a little bit about how those tax revenues are spent. For instance, something you should know is the half-cent sales tax is the primary means of support for our bus system our paratransit system for our elderly and disabled neighbors, and it will help us maintain our rail system in a state of good repair, and that's good stewardship. So Jessica, we've talked a lot of shop, but we wanted to get to know a little bit more about you. All so right. here's for our lightning round. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Sunrises or sunsets? Sunsets. Fruits or veggies? Veggies. Books or movies? Books. 
Burgers or hot dogs? Burgers. Texting or talking? Texting. A night out or a night in? A night out. Beach or lake? Beach. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Polka dots or stripes? Polka dots. Nice. Okay. See, we did it. Right. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Jessica, you've lived in AZ for over a year now. How are you acclimating and what's one thing about Arizona that's vastly different from anywhere else you've lived? Yeah. So I think my family and I are settling in pretty well. My husband, Jason, and I have three daughters. Annalise is 12 and just entered junior high. And twin Stella and Scarlett are 10 years old. We're a very outdoors, adventurous family. Our family model is work hard, play hard. And I think that the unique feature about Arizona that we love is the variety of places and climates and environments. Just this weekend, we were camping up on the rim near Sholo, and we enjoyed uh, hoodies and campfires and s'mores. And just a few hours later, we were back here in the valley. So having those kinds of opportunity, diversity of not just climate, but of people and cultures is what we have come to love about Arizona. Yep. You can go from snow to heat and everything in between. It's pretty awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I would say that's why I love Arizona is I get to choose when I go to the snow. It doesn't just come to my front door. (laughs) That's a good point. We don't have to shovel it here. We've lived in a lot of places and, and this is different for us. Anything else you'd like to say to staff? You know, I think the past year for me, it's been a year of a lot of big changes for our organization. And I am so optimistic about our future. When I look out ahead of us and I think about all of the conversations with member cities, with legislators, with our customers over the past year, I see such a strong desire for transit, not just transit, but for more transit in the Valley. Our big construction program is continuing. We've got Northwest opening in 2020. 24. We'll hit that substantial completion for a South Central extension in downtown hub in 2025. We're continuing to invest in innovation, new ways to communicate with our customers and new ways to help them get around. So I think it's a hugely exciting opportunity and moment for Valley Metro. So big things to come. Hang in there. Juliana, it's been really exciting to see how things have shaped up over the past year. And I know I'm excited for things in 2024. We asked JMM what she's excited about. What are you excited about in the next year? Well, me personally, I'm excited to take part in my first extension opening, which is the Northwest Extension Phase 2. And I know that's something a lot of other people are excited about as well. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a big deal in early next year. And then the thing I'm looking forward to is coming in early 2024 as well. And that's the launch of our new fare system. And that's going to be a huge game changer. So you want to stay tuned because we're definitely going to be talking about the launch of fare and how you can get involved coming at the end of this year. And Prop 400 has been a major topic here at Valley Metro. And we talked about it at our latest town hall. If you missed our Prop 400 Town Hall, you can still check it out on the Valley Metro intranet. There is a lot of exciting stuff heading into 2024 that our staff is going to need to know about. The best way? Listen to the Shifting Years podcast. So make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For Valley Metro, I'm Juliana. I'm Brittany. Thanks for riding with us. We'll meet you at the next stop.
Shifting Ears is produced by Alex Sosens. Peter Corkery is the executive producer. I'm Brittany Hoffman. Thanks for listening.